Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff! We have a liftoff! Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast, the show about the show, the show within the show. And this show is available on iTunes and Radio.com and other places that podcasts are downloadable. Also on our website, CBSSportsRadio.com, and it has its own iTunes and Radio.com feed as well. Now, I return from the UK, England. Merry old England, would we call it? I don't even know. I think it's still merry. Merry old England? Merry old England, yes. And got to see... Pair of Premier League matches, which I'll, I'm going to talk about on the show. If you're listening to this before Wednesday show, I don't know if it's going to be Wednesday or Thursday yet. We'll see how the shows break down. I don't want it to, to take away from normal American sports conversation, but we'll do it. But <clears throat> got something in my throat. It's just terrible. What is going on here with you? I ate I ate roasted almonds, and it's just <laughs> they're roasting on the back of your throat. There's just too much almonds. I like almonds. And, you know, sometimes I like a non-starch snack for the morning, a yogurt. You put some nuts in it. Right. But nuts are just bad for on-air stuff. They just... They get stuck back there. Yeah. Yeah. It's like having popcorn. Yes. Popcorn's another bad on-air snack. Right. Always stuck in the back of your throat. Start like like a cat trying to burp up. So I'm I'm hacking up a hairball. So we're going to talk about the matches, but... (laughs) You did ask me just before if I went to Buckingham Palace. Yeah, just see the guys with the hats. I forget what they're called, the guards? Yeah, I think they're just guards. They don't have a special name, right? I think they're just the guards of Buckingham Palace. Now, this was something that Bourbon Bell really wanted to do. I wanted to go to the soccer matches. I made sure we were all set up for the Liverpool match and then the Tottenham match. She made sure we were hooked up for the Buckingham Palace tour. This legitimately sounds like any vacation I go on with my wife where it's, okay, what sports stadium am I going to go to, an event I'm going to experience, and what what do you want to see? Perfect hand-in-hand. And it is such a shame because I want to talk about here on this podcast relationships on these types of trips and in travel. Sure. So in this case, you know, had I not been there with her, I'm probably not going to Buckingham Palace. Yeah, not even a pass-by. Now, to be fair, Buckingham Palace is where the Queen lives? Yes. All right. Yes. I think I would do a pass-by. I probably wouldn't need a tour. Oh, you toured the whole palace? She found out that during this month of August or the six-week period, the Queen, Queen Elizabeth, is not in town, so they have public tours. So it's a big deal. (laughs) How about the, the Queen leaves? Let's rummage through her house for a month. Essentially, she's on holiday. I don't know. Okay. So Bourbon Bell sets up tour times. So we we are there. We're set there for Saturday morning, eleven a.m. Okay. okay, 
Is that right? No, Friday morning because Saturday is Liverpool, Sunday is Tottenham. Okay. And we are walking in, and she's like, oh, look at this. Oh, look at that. And she's a big royal family fan. And I am so detached on royal family. I had to ask her all these questions like, who's who? What are the two brothers? Who's married to Middleton? Who's married to Markle? Merkel? Who's married? Harry Styles. Who's doing what? It's not Styles. It's... Who's Harry Styles? Harry Styles is from One Direction, I oh. believe. He's English, though, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> They're British. And I'm walking in, and, you know, I'm kind of, like, unemotional about it. And she goes, I know you don't want to do this. Oh. And I felt terrible because I didn't not want to do it. It just, I was neutral on it. You know, it was fine. I was going to do it. But I didn't want to be, I don't want to do it guy. That's a tough spot. So I'm like, no, it's not that I don't want to do it. I'm I'm, I'm present. I'm here and engaged because I don't want to be the guy that I'm only into drinking at the pub's. And go into the soccer matches. Sure. Because she's going to do an amazing thing by hoofing it with me up to Liverpool, two and a half hour train ride away and back from London for a day. Oh, it's not even in London. No, it's Liverpool's two and a half hour train ride. It's a five hour bus ride. How big is England? <laughs> As that, it's that big. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. okay. And then the next day, you know, we're taking up a whole bunch of time to go to Tottenham. So, like, I wanted to be present and a good husband and be a good, because I... I like to be a good travel partner. And one of the things that I think the Bourbon Bell and I do really well is we travel well together. We're able to problem solve well together. We decide on where to eat easily. What I can't do, she does well. What I she can't do, I would do well. So it just works, you know. And I think that's a good oh, yeah. indicator of a relationship. For sure. And we found that out early. We are able to travel together. That's a good indicator whether you're going to be able to spend a life together. Of course. So I said, I don't want to not be engaged here, but like, I don't know anything about the royal family, and we're going to see a house, palace. <laughs> it's their—I mean, it's a palace. It's their White House. It's their White House. Okay, and so it actually ended up being cool. I'm glad I had an open mind. I didn't go into it not wanting to do it. I had an open mind, and there was a lot of historical artifacts. And I—I like the history aspect of England. That was what the things that when I really liked. Like we went to go see the Tower of London. I went to go, I, I found the oldest pub in England, which was from 1602. Cool. Of course, you found somewhere with alcohol. It's right, the oldest yeah. to serve it. I wanted to go to, like, all these old... So the Brooklyn like, Bridge? Me, the London Bridge? The London Bridge, London yes. Bridge. Yeah. Okay. All that old stuff. We did the Tower of London, which is like an old, old, old castle. I didn't realize that. I just thought it was Big Ben. I thought Tower of London was just a ride at Disney. No, Tower of London, I didn't really know too much about it either. Okay. It's like a huge medieval kingdom oh. that has walls and moats. Moat? Yeah. You don't see a moat anymore. No, it's really cool. So anyway, so I, I felt bad about that, and I tried to be, you know, kind of present and engaged throughout that. Do you ever have that where Danielle's like, I know you don't want to do this, and she's just kind of like dragging you, More and you feel off, bad about not wanting to do it? That is the, the starter of any fight I've ever had on a vacation, and it usually lends, I could tell you exactly, like, if that was scenario would have played out, knowing what you did, I'm just going to play how I would have handled it yeah. and why this would have went wrong real quickly. Sure. She would have said, if you don't want to be here, then don't be here. I would have got tooed for it. And I would have not liked the tood. <laughs> and my response would have been, well, maybe I would have had more time to research the Royal Palace had you helped me out with the tickets at all. And this whole process Ooh, leading up. Okay. So then you, it would have been. You would have went blow for blow. blow I would have dug myself a grave because uh -huh. I know how hard you were investing in tickets. So I had no time to look at anything you were interested in because you planned this stupid trip and I didn't even have time to look at tickets. Or And it would have been a disaster. We wouldn't have ended up not going. And it would have been a massacre. Matter of fact, this <laughs> happened to me. This exact scenario happened to me in reverse. In Chicago, we did the Willis Tower Sky Deck. 
You know what I'm talking about? Where you walk out and it's like. Is a, that the old Sears Tower? Yes, but it's like glass. Like you walk out oh, and it's yeah. a glass bottom and everything, yeah. right? So I, she was kind of so-so on it and I wanted to do it. I did some things she did. The two things I wanted to do is I wanted to see that and I wanted to go to whatever sporting event was in town. We went to Bulls next. Okay, fine. I plan it out. I think I buy the jump passes. I think I figure this all out. I didn't. I bought the wrong thing. It was just to cut one line to buy tickets. I, the whole thing was a massacre. <laughs> we wait online for two hours. She's had it. She's starving. Her feet hurt. Two hours. She's looking out the windows. We're climbing up. It's the cloudiest day in Chicago. Oh. We get up there, and you can't see a thing. Like you just you can't see a thing. And it got to the point where once you get up to the top, then you have to wait on more lines to pick which sky deck you want. Oh. And... I ended up blaming her for why I messed up and not buying the right <laughs> Why'd line. Why you blame her? Because I find any way to blame people. So anyway, as we talk about traveling, we usually do, but I find myself like, she was not interested in that. I could tell she wasn't. You resented it. I resented that she wasn't interested, but I also resented that I screwed up because I knew she wasn't interested, but I tried to take every measure to make sure she'd be <laughs> right, happy. Right. So yes, I've been there and I just, I you handle it better than I do. I dig myself a grave. So it brings to another, another dynamic that I, I don't know how to necessarily handle this. You know, we live in a world where you're supposed to empower the women. Sure. Right? And and the wife is supposed to have equal equal say in all these matters. Absolutely. And I, the Bourbon Bell is a totally empowered woman. She's a professional. She has her own career. She would have had a great life without me. And that is why I love her. Because she was having a great life without she's you. She's probably <laughs> actually having a worse life with me. <laughs> that is distinctly possible. And so I want to be respectful of that. I don't want to play like the, I know best I'm the guy. I'm the of husband. Course. You don't want to play me. <laughs> but in doing so, I feel like sometimes we get caught in indecision. Yes. And so I defer sometimes, and I don't want to be like the, no, you're wrong on this. But in internally, I know that you're we're wrong probably on wrong on this. <laughs> I can't say what I'm thinking, and but so, I hope you're thinking the same thing. And so, and so we're in the streets of London, first day or whatever, and it's hard to figure out which way the cars are going as you cross. Right. because Different lanes. Why are we making cars with the steering wheels on the other side? That's a whole other thing. Well, that's a whole other thing. But, of course, they drive on the left side of the road. And so when you're trying to cross, you're like, am I supposed to be looking left, right? Where am I? So it was difficult, and it was a bit paralyzing because also the street signs and the the street lamps that were supposed to say whether it's safe to walk or not were not lighting up. So we didn't really know what was safe or not. So... You know, living in New York, I just dart across streets when there's no cars. I don't care right. if you're supposed to or not. You know, it's just no cars. I we got go. a lane. I'm making a move. If there's cars, you don't go. Right. <laughs> That's kind of the thing. So I try to do that. And like the Bourbon Bell is a little hesitant. She doesn't know where to look, what have you. And so we're just kind of like caught in these intersections where we don't know yeah. what to do. You're going to go? I'm going to go. Yeah. Are you going to go? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And I don't want to just be like, damn it, just go. Or we're right. going here or whatever. So... We're caught in these like pockets of indecision, and then I'm getting anxiety then, thinking about it. So then finally, I make this decision: grab her hand, and I'm going. So she's coming with me. You're gonna pull her. So I'm a little oh, bit like, you know, we're just gonna go where I go because at least I'm making the decision, right. and then it's. I'm John Ritchie. Be do stale. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm leading. I'm leading the block. Right. Did not go well. She's she, you know, it just that didn't it didn't feel Be right. Weird, was it wasn't like natural. <laughs> yeah. Letting go of the hand. What are you doing? <laughs> so that so 
you know, then at the end of the trip, we oh. finally get back to JFK, and she opens up the back door to the to the truck, and she's wondering whether to put her suitcase in the back or in the side. Oh, after that travel to you're no, you have no patience now. And I just I grab it and I throw it to the back and I close the door. It's like no decision. We're just doing this, and then we sit in in the car. And I love her to death, but she goes, you know, sometimes it's nice just to have, like, you be, like, a real man. And I'm like, well, are I, you kidding? But she's joking oh, a, gotcha. a little bit about it. But, like, there is an element of, I think some people, and it's not a girl-guy thing, I just think some people like the other person to be the alpha dog. But like, then if you're too much an alpha that's dog. That's what I'm saying. Then it's, I can make my own decisions. And, I can do that. yeah, you're trying to steamroll the oh. trip and... Who are you? And like, right. I don't want to be that guy. I want it to be. And the 50, last 50. thing you need is three months from now because I'm sorry. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sure guys like this too. There's a lot of women who like to have a little detonator in the back of their brain, and they'll they'll be something from that trip or something that I did, and it'll all of a sudden be like, <laughs> I mean, you did this in London. You, what? Where? How long were you sitting on that? Why so, didn't you say that then? Why are you so, talking to me about it in March? So, so what's the play there? I mean, if you're totally 50-50, it's hard to maneuver because right. somebody has to make decisions. You know, ultimately, like, it can't always be communal. And, and yeah, and that's the other part of it. And it's also the tenor in which you make a decision, right. too. If you and, make a decision, they take it as you're angry making a decision. When you're not, you just want the decision made. Then it's, well, why do you give me an attitude? How me? much can you be the alpha dog? How much can you be? I don't think there's any right answer to it. <laughs> It's, it's like going to a frozen yogurt place and not knowing how much candy to throw on top. You think you're being healthier than the ice cream, but next thing you know, you got Reese's Pieces, M&M, and the Sour Worms on there, and you go, <laughs> how much is too much? You don't know. It's impossible to know. I, I will say, though, we had a great trip together, and, you know, it's one of those things where you realize, like, if you travel well together on a trip like this is why you really love one another, and we just had a great trip, and she's the best. But I, I also said... If you don't like soccer after this, you'll never like soccer. Right. Because I have just hooked you up with the two greatest soccer experiences sure. perhaps ever. We went to Liverpool, and Liverpool FC actually gave us Legends Lounge access, which is like the lounge before the match that's for like sick. dinner and drinks. And, it and that's was, an old stadium, right? It's like yeah. a classic, that's like Wrigley Field yes. kind of. Okay. And it was like, you get Anvil? Anfield. 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 Taken <laughs> care of like Kings. And I'm like, and you're at Anfield for Arsenal in here to take on Liverpool. Like, That's this cool. is the best. And then we went to Tottenham, and I spent an arm and a leg for tickets down low. Right. Tottenham's like the new Falcon Stadium for exactly. soccer, right? Yes. Okay. And I spent as much money as I needed to do to get really down low because I wanted to see it, like, from up close and personal. And, you know, I'm like, if we walk out of this, you still don't like soccer thing, you're never going to like it. Because if you can't like it from these two. It's not your thing. It's just not your so thing. does she like soccer? Ah. I think I think she could get into it with a little bit more seasoning. She could tolerate it. Yeah, yeah. All right. I think she could get into it more seasoning. Now, just can I just give a quick? I yeah. got to ask you about. Yeah. First of all, you put up a picture of Big Ben getting construction. <laughs> Isn't that unbelievable? You go to London and it's Big Ben getting getting construction. You know, you only want to see like three things: Buckingham Palace, Big Ben, and uh, the Tower of London or the London Bridge. And Big Ben was completely under scaffolding and construction. We couldn't even tell what it was when we drove under it on one of those double-decker buses. We had to come back around and be like, "Where we missed it the first time. Oh, there it is, under a box of construction. Yeah, you put it on your Instagram story, and I just turned to Danielle. I'm like, geez, you want Big Ben's on the construction. That's a rough look. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and these things hey, are kids, so, there's a guy hanging. And, the, and these, these things are so old in London. Like, most things are from at least the 1700s, but some from the 16, 15, 10s. Right. I'm like, yeah, that scaffolding could be there for the next 200 years. Like, right. you would do everything really delicately. 
Jeez. And the other thing I was going to say is I always interpreted Buckingham Palace. Like now you just said how you can get a tour was you go and you watch them be quiet and the changing of the, the guard. Like, is that a thing? So this leads me into a great story okay. about this. Friday, we are set at 11 a.m. to go to Buckingham Palace for the tour. So we walk from our hotel, or we we take the tube to whatever the latest or the, the closest stop is, and then we're walking. And there's enormous crowds in front of Buckingham Palace. Enormous. We don't know what is going on. Is there a parade? I mean, had to have been thousands of people. Queen's playing. <laughs> or the queen is there. I don't know. <laughs> We're like, wow, this is crazy. So I'm trying to maneuver around the main thoroughfare, the, the main area around the, the front of Buckingham Palace to get to around the back because that's where the entrance is for the tour. And we just can't. And we're just like, it's so wide and so expansive. There's wrought iron gates and, you know, there's so many people. And we're like, why are there this many people? So who knows? It's something. So we look at Google Maps and we have to start walking towards Buckingham Palace. Now, my original route was around the back. It would have been longer, but it was going to be a long way around the back to avoid the crowds. Burberry Bell's like, this is taking us way out of the way. Why don't we go towards the front where the gate is? Oh, and boy. I'm like, all right. Okay. And again, I don't want to be the know-it-all. Right. So this is your thing. You wanted to come to Buckingham exactly. Palace. I'm not going to Lead the way. It. Yeah. We get led right into the teeth of these thousands of people. And there's guards on horseback, like uh, secured in horseback outside of the gates, telling people, stand back here, stand back there. And now we cannot move because we're closed into a little tunnel of people in front of the gates. And we can't understand why everybody is there. What is going on? But we're just trying to make this 11 a.m. start time, 11 a.m. start time. We're stuck. We're not moving. People are yelling. As you might imagine, it's hot and sweaty and gross. And people have selfie sticks and they're talking about from all different types of uh, Languages, so you don't know what's going on. It's just a nightmare. <laughs> and it's so claustrophobic and confusing, and I can only help but laugh. I've got some video of just me laughing because it's like, of course, of course we're stuck in the middle of the front of Buckingham Palace with thousands of people with no idea why this is going on. Right. Finally, Garden Horseback stops us. Sorry, you cannot go through. This is closed off for the next five to ten minutes because the guards are coming through. We're like, the guards are coming through. The guards are inside the gate. A band now comes, and there's a band playing, walking band, marching band through this square. We're like, what is going on? And why are we now stopped? And now we are missing our appointment. We're trying to maneuver away. Finally, they let us go through, and now people are like, I got to get through. I got to go. And, and people are getting really pushy and really aggressive and a lot of different languages, and it's really weird. We're here to this band play, and now, now we're walking away from Buckingham Palace's main area we're trying to maneuver our way through it's so claustrophobic it's like the worst it's like total crowd riot type stuff we keep hearing the band playing we're like what is the band playing why we finally get around to the side where we have to go in and it's probably like seven minutes after so we're not too late but we're there in enough time and we end up doing the tour and i'm just like what was that that we went through we do the tour the tour is cool buckingham palace is cool Leave, look it up later that night. I'm like, what was that that we just, and we did the whole rest of the day sightseeing. The changing of the guard is at 11 a.m. every single day. How about that? And so, because they do like a 24 hour go? Is that what they do? I guess so. Yeah, okay. And so that crowd was there to watch the change of the guard. But the change of the guard is not a silent change of the guard that takes like two minutes, it is a half hour deal with a band. 
That I didn't know. Who knew? I knew they did something like that. I knew that was like what everybody gathers outside to watch. But and thousands of people. I would have thought since it happens every day, <laughs> and it's just a guard, the naked cowboy in Times Square. <laughs> I would have thought maybe a couple hundred people, right? Maybe two hundred people, three hundred people. But this was. I would say there was five to ten thousand people outside the gates. Oh. I mean, it was like a rock concert. People, <laughs> kids on shoulders, signs. See them change the guards. Look at Big Ben done for the day. I mean, <laughs> really? Really? So so every day at 11. So we walked right into it at 11 a.m. So good timing on picking the 11 a.m. tour time. <laughs> I, I told the Bourbon Bell, I said, this is probably why this time was available. Because you couldn't right. get through. And if you wanted to go see the change of the guards, you would have missed this time slot. So for the record, you were right on trying to go the long way around the back. Ultimately, yes. <laughs> <laughs> One last thing that we'll talk about food-wise. Okay. England, very average food. I told you going in. I've never been, but that's what everybody says. Yeah, and you texted me, how's the food? Right. Well, I had to know. You're going to confirm or deny what happened here. Pretty dull. Pretty dull. Nothing has any spice. It's just bland. It's no... You have your hamburger. You have your fish and chips. You'll have No your... bold flavors. I would say... And I loved the five days we had there. I loved the soccer, the pub culture, which I'm going to talk about on the show. I, I could have sat and drank beers at a pub the entire trip and been so happy. They were so cool and so fun. And it was a beautiful city, and the history is amazing. But the food was terrible. I mean, it was just like... Every, like they don't have like a, a good marinated skirt steak. You know what I mean? Like Every like, meal is more average than the last. By the last meal we had, it was like this... Th- I said... This meal couldn't have been more dull. Do they have any, like, culturally influenced foods? Like, can you get Chinese food there? Can you get Mexican food the there? The best meal we had there was Indian. Okay. Because it's Indian food. Because okay. Because it had some spice. But Because even... all I ever see pictures of is, like, the same bland hamburger, the same fish and chips, some calamari There's or something. There's nothing you can get there. It's all hamburgers or sandwiches. Hamburgers, sandwiches. Hamburger sandwiches or fish and chips. It's like, how many times can you eat fried fish? Tough to go carbless there. <laughs> impossible. Actually, impossible. I thought about that. Fries are with every single meal. You get Schwartz would love it. Chips or fries, and the chips are just thick steak cut right. fries. Fries and chips with every single meal, and it's either hamburger or fried fish. It's like for vegetarians, there's almost nothing to eat. There's not even a lot of salads there, and that's wild. Every meal was more bland than the last. Like nothing has a bold flavor. Nothing spicy. Nothing bold. Are there a lot of fat people in England? Not really. Now, I saw some slobs, so it was good to see. Right. It was good to see there were slobs in other countries, not just America. Because sure. sometimes they travel around the States. But you would like, think that is... many fries, that much bread. You would think so. You would think fatties everywhere. You would think. Now, maybe in the country rural parts, instead of the where you have to walk around the city a lot, it's probably pretty expensive to live in London, so you can't afford to just be that fat. You know, <laughs> you, might not, <laughs> you might not have... As many fatties. There might be more fatties in the countryside. <laughs> but we hide them in the countryside. <laughs> I could I couldn't believe it. Okay, a meat pie. That's a big thing there. Especially around soccer. Yeah, I'm not into that. It's just a chicken pot pie, but instead of the chicken it's and meat and the stuff, it's just beef. Yeah. And it's like a little gravy. And I'm like, this is just a worse version of chicken pot pie. Yeah, I'm not into that. And that's the big thing. So your big things are a hamburger, beef pie, or Fish and chips. Can we get Emerald or Rachel Ray on a flight there? Let's mix it up. I mean, and we ate some really good restaurants, and everything was like, that was fine. Even the good stuff, good restaurants were like pretty bland, had to add all your own salt, no spiciness, no flavor. 
I'm like, man. So you don't go there to eat? No. You know what? I've gone through you. I'm good on London. You go there to drink and watch soccer. Right. And see history, which is great. I mean, I don't know a lot of history. I don't really like <laughs> soccer. I like to eat good food. It doesn't really actually sound like the trip for me. The drinking would be the best part right. of it for you. Right, right. I'd walk around in a bender for four days. Now, the one thing is you don't drink Coronas. You don't just slam Corona beers. I have this bad vibe that people just think I only drink Coronas. I drink a lot of beer. First of all, I've been drinking Kona since I went to Hawaii every weekend, okay. but I I, my, I mix it up. And what you don't do is you really don't drink bottles of beer. You drink the tap. You bring nice draft. I like a, a good tap. draft beer. It's great. Let me tell you, though, that the train back from Liverpool. Quit fast, though, right? Well, it was a fast train. It was two hours and 35 minutes or something like that. But you can drink on the train. So after this match, everybody was hammered. They serve it on there? You got to pick up like They a serve 12... it on there. Whoa. They have a beer cart, a beer, you know, train cart. And so everyone just keeps going to the back, and they just keep serving beer. So these people were already ripped from the match, ripped after the match, and stayed ripped for two and a half hours on that train. Hope and the bathrooms are all right. Chanting. They were not. <sighs> chanting, singing, yelling, and then the bathrooms, a nightmare. People didn't want to walk past this group of hooligans <laughs> to get to the cleaner bathroom. So that we everybody went to the, the dingy one where it was stopped up and toilet paper all on the ground. Oh. And it was... That was a nightmare. Oh. That was a nightmare. That's gross. That's really <laughs> gross. Yeah. So that's in a nutshell. That sounds like a good trip. And I think on the on the show, we're going to have to talk about my movie selection to and fro. Yes, we definitely do. We definitely do. Preferably on Wednesday because I'm out Thursday, Friday. Okay. So Wednesday show, we're going to talk about the movies that I select. I have some thoughts. And I'm going to gather some more thoughts. I know this. you're not proud of me. I'm not proud of you. It's a disgrace. But again, I don't want to tease anything if we're going to get into the show. It's embarrassing. All right, so that's side A. Side B is with Courtney, the First Lady of Trash Tuesday. First Lady of Trash Tuesday. Who is she? How did she like to listen? How did she learn to listen to the show? What sports team does she like? Where does she live? Where has she lived? And she has a request for the future of the show. Wow. Okay. That's all coming up next on side B. Great tease. And she is part of probably the first couple of the DA show because her and her husband are both loyal listeners. I learned that on the show. I learn. I'm on side B. We get into that as well. Okay. Well, that's right now. All right. Welcome into side B of the PGP. It is Mraz, host of side B of the Permission Granted podcast and the executive producer of the DA show. The Permission Granted profiles roll on. Now, if you listen to the show any single Tuesday, Trash Tuesday has become, frankly, a hit for the last three years. And a name you will always hear emerge, or most of the time emerge on Trash Tuesday, is Courtney, the first lady of Trash Tuesday. We never really hear her call, but we always hear her trashes, and they're always lined up, sometimes more than one, and hysterical. So who is Courtney, the first lady of Trash Tuesday? She joins me now on this Permission Granted Profile. Courtney, hello. Good morning, Raz. How are you? Good morning. Thanks for joining me. Thanks. Um, I feel like it's so appropriate to actually tape this on a Tuesday. It makes me feel quite at home. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, I knew you'd Definitely. be rare. You'd be raring to go on a Tuesday. Okay, so right off the bat, you are like um, almost like the Illuminati, right? Nobody knows where you come from, how you exist. You're just on Twitter. You're the first lady of Trash Tuesday. I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding about that. But anyway, wh wh where are you from? How'd you start listening to the show? And what drew you to the show? <laughs> 
Sure. Um, I, I do have to say, first and foremost, I, I kind of like that air of mystique. Um, Twitter, Twitter's great for that kind of thing, but um, I'm happy to share. I, I actually grew up in New York originally, moved to the West Coast for a while for work after college, and then came back to New York. So I've actually been listening to the DA show for about two and a half years, but I started as a West Coast listener. Oh, wow. So, okay. so for me, it was like the, the wake up 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. range. So I actually woke up with you guys. And then when I moved back to New York, I was like, wait, I have to listen while I'm at the office. <laughs> so, um, so, of course, like there are some segments where I have to tune down the volume. And, of course, I've been peppered with those like really inappropriate ball sweat ads um, when I'm listening. <laughs> the manscaped front. Oh my god. That's I mean, I get the female equivalent of being getting like the tampon commercials, but like I get it too. It's totally <laughs> reciprocated. So like so like my male coworkers are sitting there being like, What the hell are you listening to? I'm like, Nothing, nothing, it's totally fine. Um so that's been super fun. But yeah, no, actually, uh my boyfriend got me listening to this show. He's been an avid um D alien for years and he actually listened to you guys on the overnight so he kind of oh, wow. turned me on okay. to the show yeah he's he's like a big fan of like chump and champ and all like your old segments so um <laughs> so he got me li- listening that's a guys. throwback to remember stuff like that wow yeah no ever you guys even flirted with bringing it back this spring we did um yeah and i gotta tell you the follow-through was not so hot so you would have rather so. we did it I mean, I, I think because he hyped it up so much that it was just hilarious and everything like that. Like, I had high expectations, and then it didn't really happen. So, if, like, if I can make the desperate request on behalf of For both Champ of us. For Yes, absolutely. Okay, so just real quickly to, to stop, to interrupt you for a sec, just to bring anybody else in who is not aware of what Champ and Chump are, and we flirted with it. It was a, a segment for a long time in the DA show before we moved to mornings and midday mornings, depending on where you are. And DA would have, you know his hero of the day or night and somebody who was a total loser for the day or night. And we would have fun with it. And when we switched from a four-hour format to a three-hour format, unfortunately some things had to get sliced, and that was one of them. But if we're getting some push here to bring it back, maybe that's something we have to consider, especially in the football season. I mean, if I have any favor with DA and you whatsoever, that would be my that would be my ask. Well, the big guy's going to so. listen to this, so we'll see, we'll see what he wants. <laughs> what he wants. Oh, so that's interesting. So now I do have to ask, since your boyfriend got you into the show, is he yeah. jealous that you now are the the legend <laughs> that is on the Permission Runner podcast and not him? Oh, man. Um, I, when I broke the news to him the other night that I was asked, um, I have to say he's, he's, he's very mature about it. Um, <laughs> I think... I, you know, he's he's tried pulling in trashes and he's called in a couple times, um, but I think he's just he's more of a of an active listener and he like really enjoys the show. So I think if anything, he's just excited that we can like share and bond over our love of being the aliens. And so he's just like stoked that I'm as genuinely into it as he is. Would we know so. who your boyfriend is from being interactive at all? Um. I mean, I can I can give you his handle, but I think he like he interacts with a lot of DA's comments that are not mid show, so um, especially like basketball season and stuff like that with college game day and everything. Well, so throw, he's he's a huge fan of that. Who I just want to see if it rings off the top of my head. Oh sure, um, it's Rash Wigos. I've definitely seen that name. Okay. Yeah, okay. How about yeah, that? A little so, a little powerhouse. Yeah. Of DA show <laughs> listeners. I love it. So, I mean, yeah. and obviously what's crazy about this, and you bring up the ball heads, the manscaped heads, 
Look, it's mm-hmm. it's no secret that sports radio for years and years and years is a male-dominated demographic. And I think what's really cool about it is we have, and I've noticed this a ton, Adriana was on the podcast a couple of years ago, uh, a couple of weeks ago out in Boise. We have uh, a growing female fan base. And you being the first lady of Trash Tuesday, I, I think that's awesome. The DA's giving you that name and everything. So as a female, is it just you're a hardcore sports fan? Is it the sports aspect what drew you in? Or is it the craziness that drew you in? You know, being a female, I'm... what attracted you to this show? <laughs> you know, I, I think at, at first it was like simple curiosity. Like um, Matt had pitched it as this like, oh, well, it's like a spaceship and they make noises and they were on in the middle of the night. And I'm like, what are you listening to? So I figured if it was sponsored by CBS radio, it had to have some legitimacy behind it. So uh, once I started <laughs> very, very in, little, very little legitimacy. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, I actually am an avid sports fan, diehard Dodger fan. Um, sorry, so sorry like, about this weekend, of- Courtney. Oh my god! I know. Just uh, I, I basically turned it off halfway through. But if I make <laughs> mini trash, the monochromatic jerseys are garbage. Oh, they look terrible! So, oh my god, they were so bad. And like you know, it's even worse when you have to make exceptions for the pitchers that they can't even wear the same color hat as the rest of their team based on the pitching angle. <laughs> right, right. Like, you had to wear a black like, hat. Like, at least eight people should be fired over that decision. Like, they're not going to make the money off the return on that whole fiasco. It's just, it was horrible. And, it, like, the whole point is to see the players' names, and you can't even read it across the screen. So unless you memorize your players' numbers, you're going nowhere. That's great. So there we go. Trash them. <laughs> yeah, serious. Oh, my God, it was awful. Uh, no, so, yeah, I've been a diehard Dodger fan, and I'm really, you know, knock on wood, post- hoping for the postseason this year. Um, it's just, it's, it's so hard to, to make it to the series twice and just not take it home. So I'm hoping third time's a charm. That would be ideal. Um, but because I grew up in New York, I'm actually a massive Buffalo Bills fan. Whoa. How about that combo? Uh, Bills Dodgers. Wow. Yeah. So are you in the Bills Mafia? You putting people through tables? I mean, there's, there's been a couple of, of blackout tailgates. I won't lie. Uh, (laughs) my dad... My my dad had season tickets growing up, so that was always a treat um, to head out to Buffalo for games. But I just I don't know. I'm I'm having big hesitations about Josh Allen, and I know that Bills Nation doesn't want to hear that, and that like he's supposed to be our golden boy. But oh gosh, I just, we'll we'll see how the season goes. Yeah. Uh, I'm a little anxious, but so you've been going to Bills games since you were like a little girl then with your dad. Oh yeah, I mean like my my parents like my baby photos if they're ever used in an incriminating manner are me, like, watching Bill's games and doing something stupid in the living room. Like, there's always context to it, but it, we're always, like, surrounded around the TV, um, which, which is great. But, it's, you know, it's, it's hard being a fan of teams that are across the country. Like, while I was in California, I'd be the girl that showed up at 10 a.m. at a bar to watch a Bill's game at 1. And, like, you'd ask the bartender, like, hey, can you turn on the Bill's game? And they're like, the what game? You're like, no, like, I'm not here to just aggressively drink at 10 a.m. Like, I'm trying to sit here and watch the game. Um, So they basically, like, pawn you off into some, like, creepy corner TV so that you wouldn't, like, upset the rest of the bar with your poor choice of sports team. Right, we're going to put you in the corner and we're going to give you the cold mozzarella sticks. Yes, and it's like, no one puts baby in a corner. Like, I just want to watch my bills. God damn it. Um, (laughs) Oh, God, that was horrible. But, But the same thing happened here. So now that I'm back in New York... Um, I'm I'm finding that I can't stay up for Dodgers games unless they play a day game, so or in matinee. Of and course, because so like, 10 p.m. Eastern, that's a tough watch. 
Yeah, so like I, I have to admit I don't really follow basketball that closely. And so I can now start to empathize with the whole emphasis of some of the best players being on the West Coast and it makes a drag for East Coast sports fans because you just can't stay up that late. Oh, you don't so, gotta tell me. It's brutal. It's brutal. Yeah. So me and Charlie Steiner, we've been going to bed together, let me tell you, but I barely make it through like the first inning. I hope your boyfriend doesn't know. <laughs> oh god. Uh, well, I, he, he, he goes to bed with Pharrell. It's fine. I, I'm over it. I'm over it. Shake um, it up. Well, real quickly, yeah. because I know I know we're running low on time. I know you're at work and everything like this. The one thing yeah. I do have to ask you, being the First Lady of Trash Tuesday, the mindset behind your trashes, is this something you're, like, making a mental checklist of all week long, or is it you wake up on Tuesday, all right, it's Trash Tuesday, what really bothered me? Is this a pre-prepared, or is it, all right, I'm ready to go on Tuesday, here's what I can think of off the fly? Sure. Um, the, the first answer is it totally depends. Um, the bulk of all of my trashes, however, come about before I've had coffee. So it's like <laughs> okay, morning right. commute, stub my toe in the kitchen making breakfast, like some form of angsty mentality goes into me being upset about something. Um, otherwise, they're like commute thoughts. Every once in a while, I'll come up with one um, and then I'll kind of just like, you know, make a mental note of it so I can cite it the following Tuesday. But most of them are just like same day thoughts and thoughts and occurrences but i have been known to like jot an occasional one down i am always (laughs) always interested in that okay so before we wrap here i want you to give your twitter handle you're an awesome follower you're the first lady of trash tuesday let the listeners know where we could find you sure so i am so good at this game just minus the i in the this game um apparently that handle was already taken you know 10 years ago so (laughs) um (laughs) so good at this uh, game yeah, I, w- I would just like like to say I, I'm really not like a, a bitter spinster, as my Twitter probably has me out to be. Um, I just use it to vent a lot of trash. So. I, I love it. I love it. And I will pass the word along to DA about Champ or Chump. We'll see what we could do when the, uh, when the higher-ups and the offices discuss the ridiculousness of DA show segments. But, Courtney, yeah. thank you for being a loyal listener. Thank you for joining me on the PGP. Tell your boyfriend we're sorry. Maybe we'll get him on in another 100 PGPs or something like that. We'll figure it out. But thanks for getting you into it. I appreciate you joining me. Sounds good. Thanks, Matt. There you have it. Courtney, the first lady of Trash Tuesday. How awesome was that? Bills Mafia, a Dodger fan growing up as a Bills fan, throwing people through tables. Doesn't get any better than that. And also, her boyfriend and her won a segment back from the old days. That's as good a DA show listener as you'll find. It was awesome having Courtney here on the Permission Granted podcast, another PGP profile, Permission Granted profile. Boy, DA really smash hit with these PG profiles. They've worked out awesome. Have a good week, everybody. Hey, it's Labor Day weekend. College football officially is back. I know week zero was a lot of fun. Duke, Alabama, Justin Herbert for Auburn. Let's get back on track. And when we are back next week of the PGP, we'll be full bloom, full bloom love with football. Let's rock it out. Thanks, guys. You can follow me on Twitter, at MirazCBS. Have a great weekend, everyone. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.